Life is not fair. Get used to it. It would be a shame if anyone's career choices or career progressions were to be influenced by irrational assumptions. Do not let this person be you. So long as unconscious bias and assumptions remain unconscious and out of awareness, they can interfere with our thinking process and our perception of ourselves and our peers. They can put obstacles in our way and can prevent us from fulfilling our aspirations and achieving our potential. By learning what stereotypes and unconscious bias we tend to have and how they influence our thinking, we can learn to identify them and disable their effects in making decisions. Therefore, they are not likely to hold us back. For example, if I were to discover that I unconsciously assumed bikers to be male, tall and muscular, I could ask myself, what makes me assume that a biker should have these characteristics? Which of these characteristics are actually necessary or useful in being a biker? Is it so? Stereotypes are entrenched beliefs perpetuated by both men and women, presented in our minds since childhood. Anybody can easily fall into this trap. Curious? Me too. Hey everyone, I'm Fia Sutteva and you're listening to Trending Diary, the podcast. Your journey to connect with ideas, stories, experiences and people starts now. Today I'm joined by an adventurous lady, Sahara Kashyap, an MBA graduate from England. A national level judoko, an amateur boxer and the first ever Indian to complete all the major motorsport rallies in India. Sahara was 16 when her journey with the motorcycles began again. Also, she becomes the first woman biker in India's history to complete the Desert Storm. The lady holds the distinction of being the first ever woman to complete one of the toughest endurances races in the country, the Ride Himalaya, in the 17 years since its inception. Wow! Sara believes that people will keep stereotyping, but it is up to us to break these barriers and do what we want to do, regardless of what we are expected to do. Tune in and listen to what it takes to live a life of choice. Hey Sara, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Good to good to speak to you. Yeah, and thank you so much for coming on Training Diary. No problem at all, pleasure. Hello? Am I audible? I lost you there for a second. Uh, right now? Now I can hear you. Okay. Uh, Sarah, talking about your journey, just like any other girl, you would be expected from your parents' side to complete your studies, get a job and have a marriage. But you have chosen a completely different path. You have become a legendary biker. How did that happen? Oh, I don't know about legendary and all. But yeah, I've always been a motorcyclist at heart. The first time I rode when I was 16 years old, I knew exactly what gave me the kick and what gave me the adrenaline and, uh, you know, something I could do for the rest of my life. And I've always enjoyed riding motorcycles. So I haven't really... 
I never started writing to create any record or, you know, finish any race or anything like that. I just rode for the pleasure of it. So I just rode because I loved motorcycles as a machine. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, with parents, I think it is like any other Indian household. I've been, you know, I've been brought up like a very uh, traditional, conservative. Uh, having said that, my parents still have kind of evolved with with age. And, you know, they, they reached a point where they kind of understood what I liked and they didn't, they have never forced me into anything, not mm-hmm. even a career or a profession. They always let me make my own decisions. So it was always who are, it was always I who chose what I wanted to do uh, with regards to what I wanted to study, you know, where I wanted to study. So, I mean, I went abroad for my master's. So mm-hmm. it's always been me who has decided. I mean, my dad used to say, make your own decisions. You fall, you falter, you make mistakes. But then at the end of the day, you're not blaming anybody. And uh, that's exactly what I've done all my life. So when I decided to get into racing and, uh, you know, even start my own venture back in 2017. So, I mean, I left my job and I started a motocross park. So they always supported me. I mean, um uh, even, you know, despite the fact that a lot of people called me crazy, which I was, but I mean, it was bad business decisions I took in between. The but then, ruled by crazy. Well, it's ruled by crazy people. <laughs> oh, well, hope not. <laughs> hope it's ruled by wise people. <laughs> but yes, um, I know what you mean. My yeah, people are crazy enough. Come on. <laughs> It's good to be wise and crazy. Yes, I agree. Indeed. Yeah, you you got to know when to stop. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, I've always I've always taken my taken my own decisions really. And with regards to marriage, you asked. I mean, I've never. I mean, my mother has always worried about it, and she says she would love to see me married and have a family, and you know, have children and. Like go the traditional way of baits, but then she's never really forced me into it. They kind of always say that until you're ready, uh, you know, there's no rush. So they've never really kind of pushed me into it ever. Mm-hmm. And it that that seems a blessing for you, and I guess for me as well. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. where they literally taught us to take the responsibility of your actions, whether it's a good one, own it. You get be pra- You are the one who will be praised by it, and if you are doing it wrong, you are the one who is supposed to take the responsibility. So it's completely on you. So even I am blessed with this value, you know, to take the yeah. responsibility of it. No, absolutely. I think it's very important for parents to understand and let their kids be. Indeed. Also, Sarah, in your recent TED talk, uh, you talk a lot about breaking stereotypes. But don't you think that every time we break a stereotype, we build another one? No, how? How do we build another one? So just take an example, like if we talk about... uh, uh, Recently, I have an episode on on the virtual dating on my show where, you know, people... the expert talk about the virtual dating is a new trend and it's, you know, let people to date. I'm just giving you a quick example. So we're in the new era. We have the liberty to choose our partner, you know, to choose from lots of wise options, whether it's about mm-hmm. the career, you say, uh, when we see, we have lots of, lots of things to choose from and whether it's about the partner in our relationship, don't we, it make us a less commitment. And 
I agree that it breaks a stereotype where it's giving a liberty, you know, making a new world, making a freedom for us. But at the same time, isn't it making us less commitment towards a one goal or something like that towards one person that I feel? Well, I mean, what I, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you something. I, what I really believe in is doing what you feel like doing and there, there is no stereotype as such. You, you, it's up to you whether you want to get into a stereotype or not. I mean, for me, when I started riding motorcycles, it wasn't really a common sight for women to ride motorbikes in Chandigarh. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm from Panchkula, actually, which is like a small town just outside Chandigarh. I'd be so, Right. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, we fall in Haryana, but yeah. yeah. So it is, um, so it was up to me. I mean, I could have been bothered by saying, oh, I'm breaking a stereotype. I, I would have made a big deal out of it. But then uh, it has never been like that with me. All I've always believed in is just feel, do do what you feel like doing um, with, with partners and with, I mean, I think it's a very sensitive subject about uh, having multiple partners or getting into, you know, all this online dating. I'm, I'm very old school. So I've, you know, I think I've, I kind of, uh, I agree with, uh, I mean, the traditional way was, I think, much better of, I've never, I've you know, I just don't get this whole idea of dating sites. I would like to meet the people in, in real, in person and get to know one another. I mean, same with friends. And we all have hundreds and thousands of Facebook friends, but then we never get to see, meet a lot of them. Yes. And uh, so I think I'm. I still I'm still the traditional. But I I mean to each to each their own. I would never diss anybody off because somebody's on a dating site because it's completely their own choice. And if they are comfortable with it, then mm-hmm. uh, you know I mean it's up to them. It is not. Um, it is not really a. You know I mean there isn't really anything called as a stereotype as such when I when you really really think about it because then. It is us. We have we have we have really put people into brackets. Uh, yeah. that, you know, I mean, as I said, you must have heard in my TED talk as well. As I said that, you know, when I mean, girls, little girls, are encouraged to play with Barbies and not to play with motorbikes or cars or you know, I mean, they don't. We we don't let our kids make that choice. We give them those things and we kind of feed them what they need mm-hmm. to do. So mm-hmm. I think once we are giving them the choice to pick up the stuff that they want to pick up. I mean, if I, my, my daughter wants to play play with cars and she wants to have a collection of cars as toys and not dolls and don't know, doll houses or Barbies and, you know, stuff like that, then, I mean, I'd be absolutely fine with it. So, I mean, I wouldn't really shove a doll down the throat that, you know, no, you're a girl, you got to play with this. So I think mm-hmm. that's what, that's what kind of makes the person, and then they make their own decisions. They grow to be the people they are. And uh, I think that's extremely important. And then you're never falling into any kind of stereotype as such, because there isn't any that you're aware of. You're just doing what you feel like doing. Just my two cents. You made an amazing point that it's really important to give the choice. You know, that what makes us individual, that what makes us to do the good or bad. So it's all about the choice and it's really important to give that choice to each and every individual, to each and every kid, whether a girl or a boy. So, yeah. yeah. I also, agree. you are from India and you have also studied in England. You have lots of formative years in abroad. So what is the most significant shift in the culture you have realized? Um, 
I mean, yes, you're absolutely right. I was 23 when I actually went to England. So um, I do feel that those were my formative years because uh, I was straight out of school, straight out of college. And for university, I went abroad. So I mean, I hadn't really worked anywhere. So I was, I mean, I'd done some summer jobs in between, but I wasn't, I was fairly raw. And uh, that's when I actually realized that, you know, uh, foreign countries as such, or, or the Western world, as we say, I think mm-hmm. they're more, um, it's, there is a lot of, uh, when we come back home and we talk about the different kinds of, you know, I mean, uh, I, well, I agree that different people have different experiences abroad. Like I've been extremely fortunate that mm-hmm. I've never faced, I've, I've faced, I've been given equal opportunities wherever I've been. Mm-hmm. And to prove myself, regardless of me being a woman, rather I've been encouraged. And uh, so I think that's the major difference that I've actually found in the Western world and in India, that they're, they're more accepting of, of people than, than unfortunately we are. I mean, we, we do judge quite a lot and well, they don't. So, um, it, so I think that's a huge difference. And I think we have to, we have to learn a lot of things. And I mean, of course, just pick up the things that you want to, that are good about them because, um, there are goods and bads in, in all the cultures, even in Indian culture. Exactly. You know? So it's up to you what you want to pick up. So uh, like I, I think I've picked up a lot of good things from the Brits and I absolutely love them. And, you know, I, I think Britain is, is a home away from home for me. I mean, I've lived, especially Wales, because I've lived there for, for so long. And, and then I've overall, I mean, I stayed in London as well for three years. So six years I've been there at a stretch. And then that's, that was, I think it it just groomed me completely. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think uh, uh, it it does. It has played a huge part in my upbringing and the person I am today. I mean, the confidence and everything, I think it has all come, had I not been abroad, had I not been been living there for like so long. And then I went to Dubai for two years so I think because of the exposure that I've had, I think it has all, it, it's, it's to my credit, it's, I mean, it's to the country's credit that they have provided me that exposure. Exactly. Though the credit goes to you, definitely, and the confidence and everything, because it's, uh, again, it's completely our choice that what we're going to pick. There may be people yeah. who are going to get be a brat. Like, you know, they're just going to yeah, be yeah, I agree. They might be, yeah. but, but you adorn yourself. You make your country proud. You know, thank you. I haven't done much yet, but yes, I mean, I'm on my way. (laughs) Also, you have mentioned one thing about the kick that at one point of time, you have realized that, you know, you want to do the biking for your lifetime. You want to pursue, pursue it, not just for the sake of being the first woman or, you know, create any record, but just it gives you cake. It gives you pleasure on somewhere. We call it the calling of our life. Mm-hmm. So the point that you've realized that, okay, this is something you want to pursue. This is something you want to do the whole life. What does that point feel like? Because I guess there are lots of people who feel the void and it's really important to feel the gap because that's how you be, you will be in the whole service of the world to do the good or to, you know, be a man of women of value. So what does that point feel like? Oh, I think it's like, you know, it's like asking somebody who meditates that how, how does it feel like when you, when you meditate for so long and you, you reach a point where you feel disconnected to the world. It's, it's a bit like that because you can't really explain it in words 
how it feels like to find your calling but mm-hmm. i think i would say that um well all right let's put it like this it is absolutely fine to be confused <laughs> i mean in you know in life so if if people are they want to try different things and they are confused about options and it's all right you know don't stress over it don't don't kill yourself over it make mistakes do a few things and eventually you will find something that you really enjoy and that you really feel like doing for the rest of your life you wouldn't really feel bored every day you will look forward to going to say work or mm-hmm. or working towards the goal that you want to achieve so you will reach a point i mean mm-hmm. i i have had moments i mean i've i've actually worked with automobile companies in the past as well and you know and i mean i had moments when i found when i felt like i found my calling but then through two years or three years down the line you realize that i'm all i'm doing is mixing my passion and profession and nobody wins mm-hmm. as one of my friends said so so you know you reach a point where you uh, you you need to find like i now know what i really enjoy doing and you know i like to work for myself and i'd like to do something of my own even if it takes time to set up so mm-hmm. it you know it, it's it takes a while to kind of realize that uh you know that moment that feeling uh it will come from within but there is no no clear way of saying it in words how you know how you're going to feel mm-hmm. like suddenly wo pairo ke niche se zameen khisak jayegi wali feeling nahi hogi so <laughs> so that's all bollywood <laughs> yeah that's all bollywood yes <laughs> Uh, again uh, what's the conscious level when you said ki it's you know it's the point of like feeling meditative feeling disconnected to the world so what's the conscious level when when you yourself ride the fastest bike or climbing the mountains breaking the records so what's the conscious level and the, what's the feeling on that point oh i haven't broken any records okay so i think i i have never i have, i'm not in any kind of limca record or guinness record or anything so i've never i haven't been no, manifested <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i and i did the raid the malia that i did was actually not to make any record and and i feel it pointless now that i'm uh you know the first indian woman tag yeah. yes i i must confess i enjoyed it when i got it because it was a bit like saying that you know i mean i've i've done something that nobody else has done so far Mm-hmm. but i i feel it completely pointless because i'm i have been the person who have always spoken about gender neutrality and equal opportunities regardless of of gender so so you know i mean i i shouldn't be saying that i was the first indian woman and blah blah because it it really doesn't matter does it so no. but i mean i understand and i i respect the fact that you know people do feel that it's a big deal so it's it it, it is like that but um uh i mean the conscious level is because you're not really going after making records or anything like that all you're doing is you're you're doing an activity let's say that you enjoy that gives you pleasure that gives you you know makes you feel alive and makes you it it's fun and it's something that you really enjoy doing so mm-hmm. then you don't really pressurize yourself that much that you know in you don't really make a big deal of things that you've achieved because you know for you it was just a task that you kind of put in your to-do list and you finished it and you've ticked it off and it feels great and what next now so you know so you make a new goal and i think it's just that feeling which is great it's not really as i said it's not really an out of the world you know uh, the 
earth sliding behind your beneath your feet or anything like that it's not that kind of feeling but mm-hmm. it is a great feeling to just make your own goal and achieve it and tick off your something off your bucket list and you said yeah. it's uh, somewhere this reminds me of a god i recently came across with it's not uh, you who chooses the passion it's your passion who chooses you and somewhere you molded in a different way when you said that you have to be effortless while doing things then that's how you came to know this is something that you makes your life you don't have to pressurize yourself you know it's just getting yeah. into the right flow and i agree that, absolutely and that's the beauty of it absolutely okay. before <laughs> one thing i'm always curious to know sara so what is the one trend that you really want to see more evolving in the new world or i should say one trend you want to see more embraced in the new world oh i think um, people have suddenly become e- extremely um intolerant so i think you know if you have a different political viewpoint we tend to argue with each other and we tend to you know we just don't have the tolerance anymore to to accept other people's viewpoints mm-hmm. and let them be so i think i would i would really like to see more tolerance in the world and mm-hmm. uh, this this intol the trend of intolerance needs to break you know if mm-hmm. you if you like if you like trump and i don't like him then we don't really have to fight over it so you know it's or if i like trump and you don't like him then we don't have to we don't really have to kill each other over it so i think we need to be tolerant about uh, you know letting people make their own own opinions their own viewpoints something that they believe in mm-hmm. yeah. so it's important to celebrate each other differences right absolutely yeah i mean and and we can still be friends you know it's not that just because you have a certain viewpoint you can't be my friend because you don't agree with me so that's something that i absolutely despise in today's world that exactly. i really have to agree to everything that the mm-hmm. other person is saying because they believe in that and i don't exactly so. <laughs> recently again i have this conversation with viman kabir in my previous episode and this little boy is just 16 or 17 i guess who has you know formed a south asian exchange community like to connect the south asian youth around the world that i found personally tremendous and you know he mentioned the similar thing the same vision that it's really important uh to be fine with the arguments it's really important it's important to talk with the people who we disagree with because that's the beauty that's how we celebrate each of the differences that what makes us more uh, you know open to the new perspectives so it's really important to talk about it it's important to celebrate each of the differences and most of the times people are not really well read they have mm-hmm. only read you know of a few articles that they have been you know they have been fed by the popular media and mm-hmm. you can't really make your uh, you can't really make or draft an org- argument over of just one side of of the, the the whole discussion that you've been reading about and you know you haven't really read the other side at all or even paid heed to what the other uh, you know what the people are saying who don't believe in you or who don't arg- uh, who don't believe in the argument so Mm-hmm. I think it's extremely important to kind of listen to each other before killing each other off all the time. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, listening is the new trend. <laughs> I agree. Yes, that's that's another on the list. People should <laughs> listen more 
and speak less. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why we have two ears, one mouth. The old saying, by saying, uh, uh, totally yes, I agree. <laughs> okay, it was great, great having you, Sarah, on the show. All the Thank best, you, best, and I hope if I, you know, uh, just misset it that you break in record, it will come true. Even some lies come true, <laughs> so it's fine. I wish you'll break records, make our country more and more proud. And yeah, thank you. Well, I'm not into any records as such, but let's see. I'll probably create some new ones. Maybe not break any. <laughs> best one. That's the best uh-huh. thing I've said. <laughs> yeah, new create new ones. Yeah. <laughs> Again, thank you so much. It was lovely Pleasure. talking. To you. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Priya. Thank you, Sarah. It was great having you on the show. And you beautiful people, thank you so much for listening. I hope you get some value today. And you have some idea, concept or story to share. You can DM us at the Instagram page of Trending Diary. Also, you can look after our new Trending Diary YouTube channel by the name of Trending Diary Show. I'll see you soon in the next episode. Till then, stay tuned and God bless us all.